0: Well, guys, it's been one and a half months since we've last done an episode with Sylvie, but we're back to on another episode of Occult Pod. and let's just start it off by touching on what we've been up to since this last episode. If you are listening on YouTube, we've put an update on the community post, roughly speaking, on what we're doing, just travelling and doing things related to our career So, Rowan, you want to tell the audience what you've been up to since... Our last episode.
1: Yeah, bro, it's been a minute. Welcome back to all ninety-three subscribers on YouTube, whoever's the Spotify, all that good stuff. I think we had listeners in India last time we checked. Yes.
0: Pretty impressive. Yeah, did.
1: So got people all across the globe. Thank you for tuning in. But yeah, what have I been up to as have been away? So the last episode we did was end of July. So since then we went to well, we didn't. I went to Ireland with the boys from FSC, which is the Freedom City, which is network build a big community between ourselves of like-minded individuals. And it was a great experience. Did some surfing, went to the gym quite a lot. Yeah, it was just, it's just great to experience the brotherhood. And then after that, I went to Scotland to perform refrains. I'm an actor. I had a show up there about the NHS, or so the National Health Service. I played like a villain, like a bad guy, because I've never really played a, vill- a villain. But a lot of people tell me that I've got a villain look about me. I rolled with it. Went for it and yeah, had a blast. I actually um, I went out for drinks with Sam Travolta, who is the brother of uh, John Travolta. If he's listening to the podcast, shout out to him. <laughs> Which is a pretty crazy experience. So it was part of the family, and yeah, we're up there performing for about two and a half weeks. If for anyone that's ever done the Edinburgh Fringe, it's a great experience. It's basically just a culmination of thousands of different shows that people put on, just art expression. I would recommend it if anyone's ever in Scotland to go to and. Since then, I've just been working really, and I went to Wales this past weekend. So I've been to all four corners of the UK in the past month, which is pretty impressive. I'm well traveled. I'm a very well traveled, well versed man now. And I'll speak Welsh, Irish, and Scottish, getting my uh, getting my books up. But yeah, I've just been keeping myself busy. And I am very happy to be back. It feels like it's also, it will be about a year's anniversary since we started the podcast for anyone entirely. Shout out to you.
0: Yeah. And now it's time for me to say what I've done. And I've been in Africa, East Africa, more specifically in a country called Tanzania. So I spent practically the whole of August there. It was surreal. You know, it's a a really great country. The people are great. And I just didn't really enjoy my time there, you know. You stayed in the city, like close to the Indian Ocean. So there's so many beaches I went to, you know, hiking and, you know, seeing the animals and, you know, just Hanging around with locals is really, really good and, you know, you you develop a time, you get used to the weather, the weather's insane, you know, 29 degrees and like me, I love the warm weather so it was perfect for me, so yeah, it was unbelievable and, you know, I was just, I was pretty disappointed when I left but you have to leave, you know, to get back to the work and the mission, Went back here, so, but other than that, it was a really, really great holiday and a much needed holiday too because it was, the hard work was put in for that. And yeah, yeah. nice to be yeah, back doing episodes again with Rowan.
1: Big facts. It feels like we didn't take our foot off the gas, really. We were doing an episode at least once a month or once every two weeks for about a year. I don't think we ever had a hiatus, did we? So it was well-deserved, I think. Just a little break in between. Even if we were keeping ourselves busy, we still needed a bit of a rest from from what we were doing in the podcast you can definitely get too immersed into this sort of thought pattern when you're consuming like but it's, it's all what we touched on in the last episode with Sylvie, that you can just get so caught up in the, the labyrinth of vehicles kind of a mind virus and you just get stuck and you just need a break from it every now and then you just need a, a dose of normality and a, a dose of reality to take yourself a all these kooky thoughts, schizophrenic thoughts. I don't know. Now in Gombe, I know I did for myself, but did you experience any, any synchronicities while you were out?
0: Yeah, actually, like when I was when we would be going to places, like I'd be seeing, like there'd be a phone number and at the top you'd say, you know, Freemason. Yeah, yeah. so I think uh, the Freemasons in Tanzania are trying to get young people to try uh, Recruit them basically, which obviously, as we know, is is, is a no is is no good. So that was something I, I did see for myself many times. There, I wish i took taken pictures, but I didn't. But it is what it is, and that was what I saw. So the Freemasons, they're not just they they're, they're all over the place, all over the world. So yeah, just sounds a bit
1: like 2012, huh? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, trying to re- trying to recruit the kids to come join the Freemasons. <laughs> Come join Coney 2012.
0: Yeah, that's... It. Very much for the
1: same energy about it, I think. Mm-hmm. Freemasons that's are everywhere, it. though. I, I, when I go sell for my job, because I sell dog food, but when I go sell, you'll always see these stores and stuff. Like, I've seen a few stores where it's, like, Freemasonry, just sign up. But obviously, that's low-level. low, low level. I actually had a conversation with some whilst I was that came up. Yeah, if you wanted to get started, you could. It seemed very nice, though. I, th- I think a lot of low-level Freemasonry is very charitable, and I've never, I don't think it's necessarily the evil from the bottom up i think we only speculate we don't read really the lower lower level side of things i don't think that's too bad but i think it's it's once you get up but it's the same in any society really the, the higher you go in the hierarchy the more there is to lose so people are blackmailing and things like that but that yeah, is cool definitely. and i think we've got confirmation there that engombe is now a freemason being very so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am definitely not a freemason and i wouldn't advise anyone to join that secret society even if it is the low level, like you said, it perhaps is nice. I mean, they're not gonna, they're not gonna invite you in and start being all nasty to you, otherwise you would leave. But you know, suck you in, and then once you go up, maybe things get even worse. But Rowan, you shared some synchronicities with us and with me and Sylvia in the in the group chat whilst you was out in Scotland. So, what have you got yeah. for us? Yeah. So one of the
1: things I did in Scotland, it was. It's sort of a part-time job to make money up there. You do leafleting, so you're essentially advertising for other people's shows. So you're handing out leaflets to the public that are passing. And one of the people that I did that for was a guy called, I won't say a bit anonymous, but he was a comedian. And I was handing out leaflets for him, but he looks exactly like Sylvie, which was a very funny coincidence. And I think Sylvie said something about, um, about how his nickname was something like Costal or something like that. Yes. And his surname was very similar to to that name. So it was just, it was a really weird coincidence. Honestly, there's a nice little synchronicity there. And the second one is the bigger one, I think. So I, I only realized this about. A week and a half, but the place I was staying was just outside of it was next to I was just checking my map for one day. went to look at like them I and it was called Trinity, which I found very big. considering the fact that it, we were just talking about like the Trinity events like that with the uh, nuclear explosions in Oppenheim in the last episode, which was at the Trinity test site and things like that. And there was a um a building called like a place of interest called Alien Rock, which was literally right next to where I was staying, called Alien Rock, which I thought was because obviously we're talking about tritium, which was uh an element that was found at the uh, nuclear test site, which was essentially called an uh, alien rock that's what people referred to it as which i thought was very strange so i was in i was staying in trinity and there was a place called alien rock which was like literally right next to where i was staying so it's just a very weird coincidence or synchronicity but I went to visit the alien rock place and it was just a, a rock climbing event I thought I thought was quite funny. But it was in a church. It was in a renovated church, so there was some sort of symbolism there. Yeah, very odd. I think those were the two most notable synchronicities, synchronicities that occurred. There probably were more, but I can't think. But yeah, it, it was still bizarre to it. And, and the Trinity thing shocked me. It's a very weird, a very weird coincidence.
0: Yeah, as all coincidences are. And... Just to touch on today, you know, you mentioned it to, to me on Thursday when we discussed what days we was going to record this episode, either today, which is Monday or Wednesday. And we said Monday, and you mentioned it when you were driving back. It is the anniversary of, you know, nine eleven. Obviously, this episode for those who are listening, it will be it'll be released later in the week. So, but today, as we are recording, it is currently the eleventh of September or 9-11, and, you know, a lot of things happened, a lot of theories around that particular event. So, yeah, I don't know why we chose this date, but <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, is it, it's the 22nd anniversary today, isn't it? First off, let's yes. start by saying rest in peace to all the people. Also, yeah, it was just weird. I was driving, I was driving to work, just like, oh, what, Monday? And I was like, I'm sure there's a date around this time that holds some. I was like, what date is it? what day is it on Monday? Because I feel like there's a special day. I was like, no way, it's 9-11. It took me a while to work it out. I was like, what day is it? Because I, I didn't know what day it was that day. So I was just like trying to do the maths in my head. I was like, three days from today will be, what day? What day is it today? It's the sixth. The day's it all, will be 9-11 sort of a week. Yeah, we're, we're not making this up, by the way. It's, it is definitely 9-11. It's the, it's the 11th.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's crazy. So do you want to touch on that particular event or... Leave it leave tough it t- for another day.
1: <laughs> no, 100%. I think it's an interesting topic to talk about. It's one of the, the biggest conspiracies of all time, isn't it? It's, it's yes. one of the major... It's the first stepping stone, I think, that the conspiracy sort of universe is 9-11. You've got 9-11, you've got the moon landing, you've got Area 51. I feel like those three, the holy trinity of conspiracy first getting into conspiracy law. 9-11 is probably the first one, I believe. I don't know if I still do. I'm still quite spelled about it, but I feel like once I was a young a young boy, 13, 14, I was thinking about conspiracy for the first time. 9-11 being an inside job was one of those things I was like, yes, that is definitely. Along with the moon landings. But yeah, 9-11 is such an interesting, so much to delve into. I think the main idea of the conspiracy, you have the memes about, say, like, oh, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. And Tower 7, Building 7 and the Pentagon, and it look, looking like a controlled demolition. Those are like the main things. About, I, th- I think the overarching conspiracy is that it was a it, it was a conspiratorial move from the US government to find an excuse to go into Iraq to basically just get a load of oil from, from the Middle East.
0: <laughs> yep, and Yeah, and destroy the population and kill millions of people, ultimately. 100% <laughs> to
1: send people into war, like a forever yeah. war, essentially. Like, How many people have lost their lives from not only 9-11 occurring, but also the war that followed it?
0: And it's like, even going back to the conspiracy thing, there's many videos that perhaps suggest this whole plane crash thing was CGI. I mean, it does look quite compelling, but again, these are just theories. I did believe it at the time. I'm not saying I don't believe it, but perhaps both sides are maybe true, if that makes any sense, based on that. Because they do say some people died, I mean, I don't know if they're going to fabricate the number of deaths maybe they maybe they have. You, you, you can't be quite sure about the mainstream media, as we all know. But as with the CGI I think it is quite clear and evident that that perhaps was the case with the whole plane crashing.
1: Yeah, I remember those videos online where it looked like the plane sort of just appeared out of nowhere. It's like came into existence. And also when it pans into it, flying into the, into the towers, it sort of like disappears when it flies into it. And the gash size from the plane, like the wingspan, would leave a a larger mark than it did in the actual tower, which is an argument of a plane that would have controlled them and they just made it look like... I mean, given all the technology they seem to have now with the holograms and things like that, it wouldn't surprise me if they had that technology a long time ago. They're only just releasing it to us now, and that was the first use of it. However, I, I still think you can argue all day over the semantics of what actually happened. But I, 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 gen- I genuinely think a lot of people lost their lives and it was a massive... Tr- but at the same time, I think it's more about the overarching conspiracy of, was it an inside job that was of perpetrated by by the US government? Was it a false flag attack just to essentially get them to go into the war in Iraq and get some oil? I think there was a, there was a quote by um, George Bush's father about 11 years before 9-11, and he said, there will be a new world order and the world will be free of terror. So that's sort of like a predictive estimate there. And Alex Jones, I think, also predicted the event back in March 2001 and July 2001, we talked about an, a mass terror attack on the world trip. Getting that right. I think that was on InfoWars.com. So, and then you have all these. Like we spoke about in one of the earlier podcasts in one of the first episodes, you have everything about the, the predictive programming. So you have, say, like the Simpsons one, which is a classic with the 9-11, with Bart holding a magazine. And then you have, let's say, like, Johnny Bravo with the uh, it's like a poster on the wall that has a picture of like the twin towers and it's on fire and it says coming soon like a film poster and then you have you have other things such as it was as a, a video game that actually came out the same year of the attack and it was essentially you were uh, you're trying to shoot down planes that were flying into the into the twin towers. There's just countless amounts of different what it seems to be like predictive programming. As we sort of hold to a theme on this podcast, I think you can make the argument programming to a sense. It's sort of coincidental in that it was predestined to happen anyway. So I feel like nine eleven is one of the canon events in the in this timeline. It just sort of has to happen. So it's already in the in the public subconscious and then it manifests through art and essentially the life, if that makes
0: sense. Yes, that makes complete sense. And you know that nine eleven is One of the first things that probably many conspiracy theorists go down in the search of an endless rabbit hole where that endless rabbit hole leads you to keep searching and searching and searching for the truth and i think for both of us i think we could both say that for us like going down that rabbit hole so much yeah there's there comes a time where you have to stop and whilst it's interesting and we've spoken about conspiracies you know and they're still fun like don't get me wrong it's still fun to talk about whether these things happened or not or if this is true or not with regards to a lot of theories out there but it just becomes endless and there's no stopping so you have to stop yourself from consuming too much i guess and you know well you know Mick Hinton has spoken a lot about that and he's uh he's made me realize that as well you know you've shared me a lot of his stuff and It's spot on and ultimately through that you have to almost get back to doing what you did before conspiracies or find something new that helps you keep track of your life in a sense. I don't know if you can add on to what I've said. Yeah, no, I know what
1: you mean. Yeah, 100%. I think the main idea, say from that sort of message, like what Nick's saying there's only so far you can go into the conspiracy sort of world before you start to become a bit schizophrenic and you start to believe everything that you hear and you don't know what's real anymore. And I really think that's, that's not great for your psyche. I think the best thing to do is just keep one foot in reality football. So if you, if you want to still exist in the conspiracy conspiracy plane like we are doing, it's very important, like we've done, to take breaks and have a hiatus. Hi- distance yourself from it, because I think you can become too attached to it, and you're essentially, like Nick would say, you're essentially initiating yourself into the Orphic mystery. You're essentially initiating yourself into the Illuminati. And I feel like that's something that they want, the sort of orchestrating this fake awakening for people, where they think they're becoming enlightened, but it's essentially like, like the Bible talks about with the the forbidden fruit is people feeding from the tree of knowledge, essentially initiating themselves into like a, a darker, a darker reality where they want you because they know that you don't understand. Because it's such a labyrinth, it's such a such a rabbit hole. You just get completely lost. You don't know where you are. And you don't know how to navigate. I think that's something that they want. They want us to become quite schizophrenic. So, I mean, things like nine eleven and the moon landing being fake are sort of PG in terms of conspiracy. Because at the end of the day, they have this sort of grounded conspiracy understanding. It feels more like a government cover up than anything else. It's nothing to do with like the occult necessarily nothing to do with the dark arts but once you start getting into more of the like the, the dark say like the sacrifice things like that like darker magic then it becomes kind of obsessive you become essentially schizophrenic i think i think it's part of the move to say like degrading family traditions and things like that and traditions that we've held for hundreds of, i think this is part of the sort of process introducing a lot of people to like that whether they've lost or involved because you you basically Putting yourself into the belly, of the beast, really—it's it's very hard to navigate once you get into that. So, yeah, I, I think, as I say, it's very important to keep one foot in and one foot out. You need one foot in the occult mysteries and things like that, and one foot in the yeah, because otherwise, you're just going to get completely lost and you become disconnected. Essentially,
0: yeah, I feel like I feel like, a, I
1: feel like a, a lot of people in this probably in this uh, this realm. Like, the conspiracy would definitely relate to the fact that you've become disassociated from reality, which you've been too deep into it for a while. You start to question, like, what's you
0: know? Yeah, because I wouldn't say it's happened to us in particular, but I think for many people that have gone into conspiracies, you know, it's like it perhaps has affected their relationships with friends and family, because once you reach that stage, you your friends are not going to agree with your beliefs, your new beliefs, now that you've believe that this this is a hoax this is this and this is a you know 9 11 could be a hoax and the moon landing's fake if you tell people that they're not going to believe you so it kind of makes you isolated as well so it's hard to kind of realize okay i'm i'm a person that has is enlightened in a get in a way and my friends and family aren't so it's like how do i persuade them that this is what i'm saying is true in a sense, so relationships do start to change, not for me in particular, but for for people, I guess, where you know people's beliefs are not the same as they were what before your awakening, and also like you know they're pulling it openly, like the NFL with the whole script thing. I don't know if you've seen that. No, what's that? Like, like they asked Tom Brady if the, if the NFL is scripted, and they had a piece of paper. Right, I have with the script on, so they're putting it in plain sight for people, you know, for with this false awakening. But yeah, it's pretty hilarious watching it. But Tom Brady said that the NFL is not scripted, but they're just mocking you, really.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think they're playing 4D chess. I think the miles ahead of us, to be honest, it's kind of hard to keep up because you're not sure if they're bluffing, if something's a psyop or not. It's like the whole thing about Blue Beam, they're Blue Beam. I don't know if you've seen all this stuff about like you know the Maui fires. Yes. Have you seen the thing about blue with the Maui fires?
0: No, I've not seen it.
1: So there's been like a conspiracy going around that it was directed energy weapons that they've used to start the fire essentially. And part of the reasoning is because there's a lot of buildings, there's cars, there's umbrellas, say for example, that are blue in Maui that have just not set on fire, but the rest of everything around them has completely burned with crisp. So the idea is that set it to a certain frequency ignores the colour blue. But it's stuff like that that I feel like just it's it's sort of bait for people to latch onto. Like it's cool in terms of conspiracy like oh what's going on here did use direct? director. But I feel like people just get too lost in the semantics and I think that's what they want. I think they want people to just get, get feisty and start fighting over the little things about consistency. I mean look at the fact of 9-11 like it, it doesn't necessarily matter how it happened and like why it happened. And if if jet fuel melts steel beams and if it was a controlled demolition or what, at the same time, it was still used as an excuse to go into Iraq and get a load of oil. And simultaneously, a lot of people died and a lot of people lost family. And it's the same with the Maui fires. It doesn't necessarily matter if, it's, if it was started by arson or it was a directed energy weapon. The fact of the matter is that people lost a lives the government's doing naff all about it and be using it as an excuse to bring in further control, say with the, the climate change or global warming, they're saying like, oh, look, this is this is the result of global and we need to bring in more control. We need to bring in the carbon credit system. We need to bring in all this stuff just to ensure that it doesn't get out of control. So the semantics don't necessarily matter, you know, like the little conspiracy things, but they'll have people bickering over whether it was a directed energy or not, ignoring the fact that things are happening to real real people. Now, I'm not necessarily making the argument that some things are false flags and completely staged, but I think for the for the most part, there's some where it's not, and usually the fact of the matter is that the government takes it as an opportunity to take advantage of it. They're very opportunistic in that way. And to some extent, yeah, probably there is some sort of ritual going on. My point is that you shouldn't really get lost over the semantics, and you should look at it for what it is. I mean, it's the same with nine eleven with the control thing. the first time they started increased security control in airports and things like that. So it's just increased the, a further step towards like the you know, increased surveillance, Big Brother, all that stuff. So it's still fun to talk about, though. It's hundred percent still fun to talk about, like all the
0: semantics and like
1: that, all the little details.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think for me, the the breakthrough episode was when we spoke about the simulation theory. I asked you if we believed in if you believed in simulation and you said no. Like I remember at the time I was quite surprised but I think that whole simulation thing can lead you astray because if, if you believe like we like we touched on in the episode, if you believe you're in a simulation, then you're essentially saying that nothing is real, but that, that, that can't be the case because we're both real. We're both speaking in this podcast now. This this the word simulation is, is overused so many times and in conjunction with the the, the word matrix, and like both use so many times that this whole idea of a simulation is is fun and it's true to an extent, but not really. Like you know, you know, we we both touched on like like decoding our lives and perhaps suggesting that it's it's scripted or whatever. But the truth is, is as human beings, we can all change our destiny if you take action in your life. And the great movie, The Adjustment Bureau, shows you that, that you know, you can adjust your life based on your actions. There is no specified script. Like, I think, because in sports, they say, oh, it's, it's scripted, it's rigged. You know, like, but who's doing the rigging? You know, is a human being writing down, you know, this player's going to score at that time? No, I think it's complete fallacy and it's ridiculous. All it is, is... It's just predestined from who, whoever or whatever created this reality through manifestation, ultimately. Yeah,
1: 100%. Now, when you say simulation, I think in some regard, it is a simulation. I think Complete. at the same time, we just, I feel like simulation, the words can really fully encapture or justify what, what we're experiencing, necessarily. And I think the idea 100%. that, say, like Elon Musk or... You know, these people want you to believe like, oh, it's a simulation it's to generate experience. I think that just takes away so much from what we're actually experiencing. And I think it takes away a lot of value. So if they push that idea, I think that that's beneficial for them because it, it kinda makes us feel like it doesn't really matter, you know, so you can just do whatever they want whatever you want, you can be hedonistic, you can just act like an idiot. There's no need for morals or anything like that because it's a it's just a simulation, it doesn't really matter, it's literally just like playing a video game, which I think in some aspects it is, but I, I still think there's a lot of value to this experience. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's just a surefire way to lead you down to like the black belt where you're like, well, nothing matters, so there's there's no reason anyway, there's no reason to be valuable. You just become nihilistic if you think, oh, it's just, I think, it's like a 50-50 bet at the end of the day, really, isn't it? You just, you're flipping a coin as to what, what you want the experience to be, so like, can accept it as a simulation, That oh, it's black, it's going to become nihilist and jerking off and I don't want to go to work. Or you could be like, oh, this is, this is a valuable experience and while I'm here, I'm going to spend time with my family and I'm going to try and grow spiritually, mentally, physically, and get the most out of this experience possible. People who care about me, as possible. So, yeah, I, I, I do think the sort of idea of simulation. I, th- I think things are, are predestined, for sure to some extent. I think there's, like, canon events. I don't know if you've seen Spider-Verse.
0: No, I've not seen it. The reason Uh, why I haven't, because I I saw on Instagram that there was something up with, like, one of the characters questioning her identity, so that put me off, because there's obviously some agenda behind that. I don't know if that's actually in the movie, but that was was a post I saw. I don't think there was, no. Not really. No one questioned her identity, I would say. Not that I can
1: remember, anyway. Or at least it's not a significant part of the film. But... Yeah, the whole whole thing in that is that there's canon events and things that have to happen in the timeline. If they don't happen, it's sort of like it messes up the event. And I think that's the case for things like Nanyla just have to happen. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah,
0: definitely. Like, this whole, like... Yeah, I think that is true. Like, we see in life, like, if you go down a path, you suffer. And then with that, you have to overcome that suffering to get you on the right path, like how we've met online through the whole idea of self-improvement. That was because at some point in our lives, we was not in the best position. You know, we was probably doing things that were degenerate at the time, that brought us together on Patreon at the time with with Adam. And now fast forward a couple of months after that period, we're doing the podcast together. And now almost a year later, we are continuing that. So, you know, things like that, so the, like you said about the path some things can go off path and then it's up it's then it's down to you to put yourself back into the right path again and this this comes down from like the whole idea that people say like life is a like a video game like i kind of realized that when i was like 14 15 when i was walking on from school because as as a as a human being you you, you grow taller you go through stages from being a baby to a toddler to a child to a teenager to an adult and then finally to an elderly person so in that sense you could say like you're level you, you're going up levels so in that sense people will tell you like you know level up your character and it's completely true like if you see life as a video game ideally you want to be the best character in the game be the best. If you're a man, be the best man you could possibly be. If you're a woman, be the best woman that you could possibly be in, in all departments. You know, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, with family. So, through that mindset, if you see life as a video game, that is great. But on the flip side, as video games show you, if you die, you can just respawn. But it's not that. That's not always the case. That perhaps is not the case in this reality so you kind of have to separate it in between you kind of have to separate that in a sense between video game and real life because ultimately they're not the same even though it kind of feels like it
1: big facts i think we're becoming a self-improvement podcast now instead of a, a cult pod
0: <laughs> yeah i mean these 37 minutes have i mean to be fair we've done we've touched on 911 so i wouldn't say that's self-improvement but very literally,
1: like, no, no, 100%. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I was just talking about how you say like, oh, you want to character. I mean, I was, I was saying the exact same thing. Well, yeah, hundred percent. I completely agree with you. It's, it's a twist of fate, really. Isn't it? I mean, for people yeah. who are like, oh, it's a complete simulation. simulation. What happens if, say, you get to the stage of just kill myself with a video game? Then it doesn't really matter anyway, as you say. I'll, I'll just spawn. That's a bigger risk to take than to just live your life and try and become the best version of yourself. And if it is a simulation, what have you lost? You've not lost anything. You've actually gained experience rather than being like, I just need to get out of this and you kill yourself and then nothing happened." You know, it's like, oh, this was actually true because no one knows what the truth is at the end of the day. I mean, we can speculate as much we want, but no one knows for sure. So your best bet is to just go with what seems like the smarter option and play it safe, if that makes sense. When I say play it safe, I mean, just get, much out, get as much out of this experience.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah, like the I say, experience. It's a video game,
1: putting your stats, you're open your stats so you become the strongest can possible.
0: Yeah, and ultimately this whole experience is liberating, as they say, the truth sets you free. So with the conspiracies, you can touch on it for a while, it makes you free in a sense, you've gotten all this knowledge. And then you can just use that to better your life situation. Ultimately, you know, you know what the you know what your truth is, because let's like like you said, we don't know all the truth, but the tr- you know the truth in your mind, and then through that, you can just level up your character. Sorry for be- being a self-improvement YouTuber uh, in this moment, but it all no, connects. No because that. like, because an, an, an awakening, in a sense, is a form of self-improvement. Okay, you've awakened. You've got all know this knowledge. That's an improvement from your previous self, right? So it, 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 it all aligns together in this perfect reality. Big facts, big facts.
1: And like, like we were saying earlier, like, I feel like if you get too invested in, you know, you can become very lost. And some some people like philosophers in the past have questioned this reality so much, that it was a place of psychosis. And I think it's designed that way. I think it's designed in a way that we're not supposed to know the full truth. Yeah. We're always chasing our tail. is the Ouroboros, you know, it's the snake eating its own tail. I think that is a, the epitome of this reality and especially like the conspiracy sort of space. Just a, a snakey in his own tail. At the end of the day, you're constantly looking for answers, you're always chasing that that final answer that you just come back round to the beginning. And I think this this whole reality just designed that way, yeah. which is a, a pretty crazy thing to think about. Well, this is a great way to start the uh, start the first episode of the podcast back from, from the hiatus. I'd say season two. Is it? Would you class this as season two? Yes. I
0: don't know if we're having seasons.
1: Season yeah. two.
0: Yeah, season two. But yeah, that's the beauty thing. That's the beautiful thing about symbolism. Like, as you said, the boss. So I think now we know what it truly means. Like it applies in the conspiracy realm. Keep on going over and over and over again. There's no stopping. You know, the sign the sine waves and cosine waves in mathematics show the exact same thing. It's just a continuation. So after realizing that you have to put a stop to it and kind of, you know, I wouldn't say go live your day-by-day day life like an NPC, but just better your life.
1: It's about having the awareness, isn't it? It's about having the yes. awareness and being aware. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see the agendas that are happening. I think the best thing to do is position yourself in a place where you know you're going to be safe. And this isn't to plug, say, like the FSC, but you need to find people who are like, like-minded like to build a thing that's going to help you out, and if, there's going to be no option for... If you're living in these cities, fifteen-minute cities, and there's no no exit, and you don't know people, you're dark and like that, like, it's gonna become lonely. I think that's that's the main thing that is being pushed today. It's just separation. It's just trying to push loneliness and hedonism. It's it's, it's stuff that destroys you to the soul. Really, like your soul doesn't feel good at the end of it. Like you know, when you when you sort of participating in degenerate behavior you don't feel good in your soul you don't feel good in your stomach you don't feel like this is the right thing to do but if you if you're doing things that feel right say like working out or having a conversation with your friends or spending time with your family you feel good you know or helping people out so as I say yeah for like the upcoming events I think it's best to position yourself in a situation where you take the knowledge of what's happening you see it for what it is and then you find a group of like-minded people which is, is much easier said than done but at the same time it's becoming easier and easier now because we're living in a, a world of such high connectivity that everyone's you know us
0: yeah and this perfectly applies to the conspiracy thing because as people when we awaken you realize hang on i'm the only one who feels like this so i want to be surrounded by others that feel this way as well and you know you can all touch on about conspiracies but even in that sense there's a section, perhaps, there's many conspiracy communities that are quite toxic. You have people debating over if this is true or this is not. So, that in itself can lead you astray, you know, having debates with people over these, these topics, which is not very good for you, your mind. You know. At the end of the day, this knowledge has been given to you for you to be liberated, not to have debates with people on whether this was true or whether. was a real or whether mud flood was a hoax or whether you know man went to the moon it's not this knowledge wasn't designed for that i I believe anyway so i think again as 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 human beings we want to surround ourselves with people that want to make us better and that's ultimately what, what what life is a journey this journey is for us to find our true friends our true peers like in a sense and live the best life possible. And in the conspiracy field, it's until you get out of situations where you're debating with people on whether this is true, until you find your circle, you're still essentially enclosed in that rabbit hole. Facts. It's all ego at the end
1: of the day. I think we just want us fighting amongst each other, Hmm. wherever that be, over race, over gender, over conspiracies. They just want people arguing because it's easier to control. And if you've got 50 people on one side and 50 people on the other, it's easier to control than a group of 100 people. Yeah. At the end of the day. It's like,
0: yeah, it's like all the agenda's on the world stage. The best thing to do is just to ignore it. You know, you don't give it any energy when you like. We all have opinions. You know, we all know how degenerate Western society is, but there's no point in me ranting over it. I just live my life. And I'm sure the same is for you, Rowan, as well. Like, we all know the agendas of the WHO, but I'm not going to sit there and rant about it because you're giving energy to these people. That's no good, in my opinion. Ultimately, you want to improve your life, improve your situation, and ultimately better it. Instead of speaking about the elites or spending too much time looking at conspiracies all day, it's no good for the mind.
1: No, 100%. Yeah. Well, you just become psychotic, really, and I think the more you're disconnected from reality, the easier you are to control, so big facts. But then again, I think when we're doing this podcast season two, we're not going to be talking about this sort of subject all the time. We are actually a delving Keep one foot
0: yeah. in, one foot out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like what we've said, it, will, it may seem ironic based on what we've said. Like like we said, there's, you have to have a balance, again, like we said, it's always good to talk about. It's fun to talk about. But as Rowan said, one foot in, one foot out. Just keep a good balance between reality and, <laughs> oh, what would you call conspiracy reality? Let's say, you know, I don't know, the conspiracy reality, let's say. The occult. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah, the occult, that's it.
1: <laughs> the yin and the yang. Yeah. I personally think that's a brilliant place to end off. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, I agree. So Excellent. <laughs> yeah, there's a long pause there, but.
1: We're just trying to work out who's going to do the outro.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've <laughs> got good, Donald, Trump, sure,
1: but... Donald Trump on the game
0: yeah top man. Top man is obviously he's looking to become president of the US in 2024, so that will likely cause some debate, which isn't necessary for the American people. But hey, no. people, people will do as they wish. You know, it's not up for I, us to save anybody.
1: I think that's a brilliant topic to touch on next next episode. The whole election is a lot in mind. And there's a lot of people thinking <clears throat> and saying that Donald Trump will be the last president. of the United States.
0: Brilliant. Anyway, thank you very much for listening back. For those that are new, consider liking the video if you're on YouTube or leaving a review if you're on Spotify or Apple or any other audio podcast player. And, you know, we're back again and it's going to be talk Back! And- Yes, we're back, and like I said again, thanks for listening in and tuning in, and we'll see you next time discussing perhaps the upcoming President of the United States in 2024, Mr Donald Trump. Peace.
1: This is the 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, saying thank you so much, okay, for tuning in for this episode of The Occult Pod. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, and also comment, because it helps the algorithm. Also, if you want to follow us on social media, go to Pod underscore 13, that is for Instagram and Twitter and have a great rest of your day okay thank you so much